My bad. I just wanted to, that shit was crazy. I was like, nigga, nigga I ain't know it was that damn now. Like, cause I, I just wanted to say it was popular. You know, Mike, I Mike, ain't know Mike, it was Mike, that Mike. Nigga, I was like, damn. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Check, 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 check. And, and you know the verbiage on that motherfucker was serious. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so corny, bro. The jokes was just trash. I'm just like, how is this? You know, you know they already corny, you know, but it was just like, this shit ain't even funny, though. <laughs> right. Like, hey, G. Ronnie, give me a mic test right quick. Give me a uh, mic check. Checking, checking, one, two, one, two, checking, one, two, one, two. Okay, you sound, yeah, that's good enough. You, you sound like the, the lowest out of everybody for some reason, but I don't know if that's the problem, but it's all good. It might be these AirPods, I don't know. No, because Justin was doing the AirPods, it didn't sound like that, but it's all good. We, we'll rock with it. It's, it's not horrible. My mic is like, there it go. My shit was like super low. Dog, G. Rodney is in heaven somewhere. Oh, though. God. That's our, hey. <laughs> Birds chirping and say, shit. Where he at right now? Like, he is the perfect spot. Hey, our shit going to oh. sound heavenly as a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you talking about the best backdrop. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. few dividends came in. <laughs> 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 sound like a, the little jackpot, little, little, the little slot machine and shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm about to try something a little different because this this is a special episode today. So, uh, oh, that's too much feedback. Too much feedback. Play the guitar. Yeah. Okay. Oh, B.O.B. Play the guitar. <laughs> Let me see. Okay. No, okay. Okay. No, 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 no. B-O-B pulled out anything. the little keyboard from back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> he got one of nah. little pre-play uh, with oh. the beats. No, no, no. Now, here we go. You're about to see what it's about, Kendall. Hip hop. <laughs> But remember, it was hip hop slash pop. It wasn't even rap. Yeah, hip hop slash rap. Give me this motherfucking rope. What you can't see, Ida? You will not. What the fuck was that, Kanye? I told you to do some shit for the kids. You give me a motherfucking graduating ticket right now. Yeah. Give me this motherfucking rope. What you catch and see, I just, you will not walk across that stage. You won't slide across that stage. Motherfucker can't pull you across that motherfucking stage. Kanye, who told you to I told you to do something uplifting. I'm trying to get you out here with these white people. That's how you going to do me. You know what? You Use a nigga. nigga. I don't mean that. Good morning, friends. Mike, Mike. Mike. Mike, Mike, we back, y'all. You know what we about. We got to get flowers where they do. Smile. You recording? Yeah. Slamming Bentley doors like we invented doors. 20 years ago, we drove Bentley and saw some drinking Chris Starlin. Yeah. Kept a tray on me like Chris Paulin. Drinking they spade like it's Goldie now. Trying to put a million on the whole team now. Push through the... Oh, well, for some reason, that didn't work out as well as it was supposed to. (laughs) 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 For some reason, yeah, just Teddy Riley. They just cut the audio, just cut out on me. Supposed to go Mm -hmm. on the side high, y'all. But ladies and gentlemen, we back. What's that? Yeah, exactly. I'm just standing here, staring at the camera and shit. You got to do one of these, (laughs) Teddy Riley. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! But um, we back, y'all. I don't know if y'all can see me, but we back. Uh, another very special episode of Unlabeled the Podcast. Um, we're going to start it off with uh, congratulating my co-host. If you ladies and gentlemen did not know, he graduated 
uh, with his master's degree this week. Uh, we also like to send a That's congratulation right. out to every other graduate of 2020. What were you about to say, Kendall? Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, I, it's kind of funny because when I met Kendall, he was in college. <laughs> I don't even want to say how many years later he's just now finishing school, but <laughs> but it's a it's a big thing. And let me talk talk to y'all about motivation. Uh, he just graduated this week, and last night was talking about looking up PhD programs. If that ain't some motivation for y'all, I mean, just hey, if you ain't gonna push yourself, who gonna push you? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. definitely, definitely. Gotta keep working. Mm-hmm. Facts. And, uh, but I I will say I, I give it to uh, one of my mentors. He's like he actually like challenged me to go get my master's up. I mean my uh, PhD. So I was like, damn, I'm like all right, well. And then I started looking up, looking at it. So we'll, we'll see. I don't know if I'm going there yet, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, big up. Right, right. For sure. Either either way, it's motivation nonetheless. Um, For sure. If y'all, um, if y'all haven't heard, I got two uh, new guests here on the podcast with me. Uh, two of my nearest and dearest friends. Um, my, my usual ragtag gang of misfits. Y'all remember when in the 90s they used to try to get that off in movie trailers? Ragtag gang of misfits. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got uh, I got G Rodney and HP in the building with me. Um, what's up? What's up? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm a firm believer in uh, when you have certain conversations, you have to uh, be qualified to speak on certain subjects. And uh, the two gentlemen that I have with me, they are uh, overly qualified, in my opinion. Um, both of them are uh, business owners. Uh, they worked in real estate over the years. I'm pulling up my notes so I can give my proper introduction because I wrote all of this out this morning and I'm having major technical difficulties over here. But uh, uh, yeah, my, Teddy my, Riley, man. right? Straight up, Teddy Riley. Um, but my, my friend uh, G. Riley, he's a graduate from Texas Southern University. He worked in corporate America for five years as an accountant. Um, he's a real estate investor, and his main uh, practices are investing and flipping houses and consulting his investors. Uh, how you doing, G. Riley? I'm doing good. How you doing, Ron? I'm doing real good, man. Um, like I said, I have my other friend, uh, Ian Rogers, here. He's very near and dear to me as well. Um, he's worked in retail banking for 10 years as a financial advisor simultaneously while running his own business and owning real estate over the last four years. He's currently working as an AVP uh, for LMI, low and moderate income branches, uh, retail branches in Milwaukee. Um, how you feeling, HP? Matt, feeling good. Like I said, man, blessed to be here for the opportunity. What's going on? Oh, good. Um, I'm doing good as well. And then, of course, I got Kendall. I already introduced him. But uh, today we're going to start off this conversation. It's a bit of a conversation on black legacy. Um, with all the, everybody graduating and starting their, their new future off, I figured we should start this conversation off uh, the right way and uh, pretty much just uh, talk to some guys with some experience to kind of let you new graduates get a foothold on your future. Um, so I, uh, my first question I'm gonna ask uh, to you, HB and G Rodney, either one of y'all can go first, is uh, how, how did y'all get y'all started in real estate? Uh, you wanna go in or you want me to you go, can go first? Yeah, go ahead, knock okay. it off. Well, uh, I got my first initial introduction to real estate as a kid and I really didn't even know the, the aspect of it. Uh, my mom would buy a house, the city had programs where they would give you that house and give you the rehab money in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And all you had to do was fix the house within a certain amount of time. Now this program, which all programs is usually for people who have like decent to good credit. You know what I mean? 
over time, uh, things have changed with credit where you definitely needed uh, a higher credit score to get some of the programs that Milwaukee had. But at the time, you know, it, this was a no-brainer. You know what I mean? If you're getting all free money, and all you got to do is fix it back up. Say you less. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're saving the distressed property. So I got my initial introduction into when I was a kid. And then uh, when I went to college in Houston, I ended up getting an internship with a black uh, broker. His name is uh, Gerald Womack. Mm-hmm. He's one of the biggest uh, real estate brokers in Houston. So I really caught a lot, you know, and got lucky, you know, and um, I seen his books. No, but you saw the opportunity, though. Yeah. For not, sure. Not only a lot of people that, don't necessarily take it. Right. Yeah. Not only that, like, my my major was accounting, so this this internship was helping them, like, with his books and a little quick books and payroll while I was getting my uh, degree. And um, I got a chance to see his books. You know what I mean? And see that uh, he only had a GED. You know what I mean? He didn't even go to college. Mm -hmm. He didn't even finish high school. He had a GED. And he was like one of the first uh, youngest uh, real estate agents to get their license. Mm -hmm. So he'd been in the game, you know, for a second. But I've seen what he had. I've I've seen what he had that no one that I knew legitly had. And he had uh, a million in assets, mm-hmm. a million plus in assets in real estate. Nice. You know, just having apartment buildings, um, a couple houses, you know, all in an area where the land value was close to downtown. So the price is going to continually go up. So that's that's really how I got my first uh, introduction to real estate. It, it was a lot. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. And, and, and if I'm not mistaken, that was the gentleman that was at your graduation when I was there, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was at my graduation. Yeah, he gave me my first job as an accountant when I graduated college. Also. Okay. Oh wow, that's valid. Yeah. That's love. Man. Yeah, for real. Kid, yeah. Kids, make sure y'all taking notes with, 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 with these 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 yeah, gems no, that's it, about to be a drop. So so yeah, yeah. Look, internships is a big part of the game. If you mm-hmm. if you oh, get sure. an internship. You know, that could really give you the job right there so mm-hmm. if you perform well on there. Because that's mm-hmm. why they, they give kids internships, you know, right. to see how you is, you know, for free. Some pay, some don't, but they get a chance to do a 90-day, you know, trial interview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you definitely need that. Yeah. You should try to do as many internships as you can during your mm-hmm. college experience. I, I can actually resonate with that. I just want to say real quick, and I'm going to let you take the mic right back, um, because I didn't necessarily do that. Um, I did I did an internship, but I went, I was more so just trying to get the one that was, like, affiliated with the school, and I didn't really have to go nowhere. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it was right. just easy for me to access it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't go seek out inter- yeah. an internship. So I, I definitely, to, to G. Rodney's point, you know, I definitely agree with that. Um, and make sure that you're going out and, seeking those things because it's, it's it's better to find the opportunity and it starts it starts early with networking too like it gets yeah, you very, it gets you going very. into that early you know what i'm saying it gets you uh, more comfortable with doing it so definitely um you know make sure that you do that seek seek out the internship don't just go the easy way out because it in the long run it just pays off mm-hmm. and hp yeah. so uh, can you explain uh, how you got your start in real estate as well yeah, so mine was early as well. Um, so I grew up actually in a, a family-owned rooming house. 
uh, here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And so even from young of my grandmother, um, it, it, for anybody who kind of knows what the room house is, is for individuals able to uh, rent a room uh, with a bed, you know, basically a master bedroom uh, for a week or a month at a time. And so it went from being able to have that, <clears throat> excuse me, being able to have that in the family um, to taking over that and being part ownership there. Um, I was also kind of thrown a lob as well uh, through a business customer that I had through banking, uh, just helping them out and kind of being a resource in the community, uh, helping them avoid some taxes and different things. Uh, what he actually did for me is he had a property that he was flipping. And so he added me to the deed and kind of let me uh, uh, get on with the sale uh, as far as the equity and get in there. And it was a split. Mm -hmm. uh, so that actually started me to where I was able to be on for, you know, my first ownership of a home that was getting renter income. And so I was getting money then. And then as the property value then rose, I also got in and was able to split the equity with two other men um, that were in on the property. So um, from then on, I just uh, I got, you know, some some small foreclosures. Uh, I got two um, duplexes as far as in the pretty much in the in the urban area of Milwaukee and then also have a single family as well. And um, for me, it's been, I mean, pretty lucrative. And uh, so, so my biggest takeaway from uh, what both you and uh, G. Rodney said is uh, uh, internship and uh, mentorship actually play a, a huge part in uh, getting yeah. started in. Um, oh, man. Yeah. You got to listen to the messengers definitely. that come in your life. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah definitely. Okay. And um, also, um, we all know when you start your own business, when you're actually trying to get a foothold on it, it takes capital to, uh, to start. What, what would be some practical ways you guys would uh, suggest to actually earn capital or gain capital to start a business or invest in real estate? Well, if the simplest form that I've learned over time is, is if you have a job, you, you save your money. You, mm -hmm. you fix your cracking. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? You invest in yourself. Paying, you invest in yourself. You say, hey, I got this job. I don't plan to do this forever, but let me build my wealth or build my equity. You know, that's the really the easiest way to buy a house is when you do have a regular nine to five or full time job, you know, at home. you know what I mean? And you use that equity and pay down on that starter home and you stay in it for a year. And you if you buy an egg uh, in an area where the value is rising, you can leverage the equity after a year or two from that home to get you investment property. <coughs> You know what I mean? So it's, it's it's all a process. You know, even if you get a, a start a home and there's a duplex. Right. You know, you got a duplex and you got somebody else paying your mortgage. Mm -hmm. You know, and, 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 some. Yeah. Yeah, and some. And you don't have to do it forever. You stay there for a year or so. Build that equity. Show the bank that I've been paying on time. And then they say, hey, you know, let's see what we can do for another investment property. You have this rent laws on the book you've been getting mm -hmm. this amount for just this unit this long you know it's, it's like anything else in mm -hmm. life you learn in business especially you have to build a resume right you know what i mean you have to put in work and have things shown to to go to the next step so mm -hmm. you constantly want to build your resume even when you want to uh uh buy a house they have a thing in some programs where they it's called income shop so say you rent for 800 but you want to buy a house for a thousand you know they want to see you save 200 a month in a bank account and yeah. so you can show that you can handle that new payment mm -hmm. you know 
you can sustain that income shop. Right. So that's that's some of the things, you know, you want to learn and, um, you know, always work on, like a job that puts you in the door. Right. You know, I know, right. I know right now I think the interest rate is around 3% for my house. That's like the lowest ever. Yeah, it's been so like an FHA program or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, VA Correct. loan. You know, you got to put that to use. Right. Home, home ownership and uh, insurance shows the disproportionate wealth between black and white people. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's all it in a nutshell. Home ownership and uh, insurance. Life insurance, yeah. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. Um, and, and for a lot of people, that's uh, especially people in our uh, culture, our ethnicity, uh, it's, it's kind of unsexy to kind of, you know, have a job, pay your bills, uh, um, you know, make sure you're making all your payments on time and uh, save your money to actually gain wealth. It's kind of unsexy, but that's the most practical way to do it. Well, yeah, you know, I, I, I talk to people all the time. You usually got three sets of people, you know, people who pay their bills, people who pay their bills on time and people who can pay their bills early. You know, if you went to uh, if you went to a, your, your family reunion and just blurred it out, like I pay all my bills on time, people would look at you like, nigga, like you rich. Right. You know, like, what's, going, what's going on over here, brother? Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, you you have to make sure that even before business wise, you putting yourself at a process that's um, that's good, you know, because you're going to be the business owner as well as the worker. And if your personal credit isn't right, if your personal savings isn't correct, um, then it's not going to be any good once you get into the business mode. You know, you're just going to mess that up. That's why most of the time for us, um, we can't get into business credit immediately because any business credit card, when you're usually starting off to getting your credit established, is going to go off your personal credit. You know, anything 75000 50000 and below is just off your personal credit to build your business credit. And usually we're not in that position because we're always trying to, you know, for the most part, reestablish ourselves. Right. 18 to 25, we wreck ball our credit. 25 to 40, we replenish. Mm-hmm. And then right around about 40, we looking to buy a house. Right. And so... um to uh, HP point, um, what you don't want to do uh, for all my listeners out there is get in debt early. You want to make sure that you um, that you don't get, fall into a credit card debt. I know a lot of uh, you guys are starting to go into college and stuff like that, and you're going to have banks coming out uh, left and right with uh, with credit card offers. The best thing that we can do is tell you to live off your income. Not your do not establish lines of credit while you're in college. Outside of student uh, loans, which is uh, sometimes that's the only way a lot of us can go to college uh, if you're not scholarshiping, but j- do not put, dig yourself in credit card debt while you're in college. Well, what I, what I would tell people is, yes, don't don't dig yourself in the credit card debt, but don't be scared to establish those relationships. Right. You have yeah, to be able to yep. play the game. Yep. OK, you have to be yeah. able to sit there and show that you can play the game to be able to yeah. acquire larger things so i would actually talk to parents about while your child is in those latter years of high school going into college you should actually be putting them on a credit card um that is pretty much you know free and clear that's sitting there that has some old equity to it just meaning that it's been established for years on years for the most part you use it periodically to show a course of payment process but what you want to do is you want to establish this child 
um, to have strong credit by the time they're out of college. You got to think that's an easy six years Mm -hmm. that you've been establishing your child without them knowing. Mm -hmm. So now they have an easy 700, what, what we would call a dummy score because it doesn't have so much collateral behind it. But what that does do is knock off that um, having to pay double rent, um, having to, you know, when they are going for jobs and getting uh, credit analysis, Mm -hmm. people are looking at that to say, okay, well, wow, they've been established for so long that this person is a part of the party. Okay, and so not to get too deep, but those can be also for my low and moderate income families. Your child can be your financier because now they've had six years of credit. They go into the bank. They allow to get some funds because they've probably been working two to three years and you can pay that back. But they can pay all your debt off two to three years. Y'all buying real estate. You have a duplex and doing everything, of course, that G. Rodney was saying. So I know it sounds sometimes like a fairy tale and it sounds quick and easy, but it's actually very, very doable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I was just going to say that I, I agree with absolutely HP in terms of at least getting maybe one credit card or something like that. Because when I was in college, I was, I, I think sometimes when you, when you're in those situations, you, you're damn near scared to establish any type of credit because of the stories that you hear, especially right. in like your own community. Mm-hmm. So I think it prevents you from like even wanting to even get one, but I think it's very important to do so. Like he was saying, establishing credit, making little payments on small things. Or I think even um, one thing I was thinking about is um, even putting it towards maybe a plane ticket, you know, to go somewhere like some kind of mm-hmm. some kind of trip. You know, don't spend it on something dumb. Don't go send that, you know, use your credit card necessarily at the bar, but using that shit to spend it on a, a plane ticket to go somewhere, you know, to, for spring break or something like that to get, you know, and again, to expand your mind, expand your way of thinking because it always helps when you travel, you know. So mm-hmm. I, d- I definitely agree with that. At least get at least one credit card or something to, or establish some credit early. So that by the time you're ready to, right. you know, get out there into the real world, you already prepared. You know, okay. you already got a lot. Of, you know, the relationship. I like how HP uh, or how HP said it. Mm-hmm. Establish that relationship. Right. So yeah. as far as uh, um, credit, what is, what are some recommendations as far as uh, credit cards? Because I'm a firm believer. I only use like 10 percent of my max when I use uh, credit cards. So if I have a credit line of three thousand dollars, I'm using three hundred as my max okay. on that credit card. So I'm not going over. You know, not getting a whole bunch of interest and not going over. So I I spend my credit card. I use them. As um, it's not a, re- a replacement for my uh, income, but you know I'll I'll use them just to keep that line of credit open to kind of build my credit. But like I said, I use well, only ten percent of my uh, max. Go ahead. Well, I, I, it's it's a couple strategies out there. Um, I would suggest that people do, but it takes confidence and it you know it, it takes <coughs> education. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, you know, three thousand. 300 on a $3,000 credit card. Yeah, you keep it under your 10%, but you really not using your credit, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to its fullest extent. Like, mm-hmm. say you got a credit card that's miles or you get cash back rewards mm-hmm. for that same 3000 mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would use the whole thing. You know, I would pay my own, you know, the bills that I know I got to spend cash on anyways. And just before the statement date, Mm-hmm. I will pay that mug in full. Right. You know right. what I mean? And I will be gaining, like, say if you, you get a dollar per mile mm-hmm. and you got a credit card. You could be averaging 3,000 miles a month, 36,000 miles a year. Yeah, but You know what I mean? Just yeah, off t- taking advantage of that. You know, because if you pay, like, say you're paying your mortgage, you know what I mean? And your mortgage is due every, like, first. Mm-hmm. 
You won't have to pay that anywhere. He's with it now. So if you could put it on a car, put it on a car. Mm-hmm. If you put your car note on a car, your insurance, all the bills, you know you're gonna uh, uh, pay. You gotta pay. Right. And I'm not in Yeah, and I'm not I'm not in disagreement with you. Um, you know, uh leverage using your credits to kind of le- uh leverage your situation like that. But um I just don't want people to get in a dangerous territory where they where they max out their credit card and they can't afford to pay it back. You know what I mean? Or they get into a, a, a situation where an emergency happened, a death in a family, or just just say they need a new roof or something and they're and they're over leveraged with their credit. Well, well that's why well, I say you use it for your the same the things you're using your cash that you use right. cash yeah. for right. anyway. Yeah, that's basically, you're doing that's basically what I was saying advantage. as well. I mean, if you're going to pay something, um, then what you need to be doing is taking advantage. That's the whole point on going to any bank, going to any car dealership, going to any any credit card is what can you do for me? Once, once yeah. you get to a point of credit established, it shouldn't be a scared, uh, you know, kind of double dutch. It should be yeah. always, what can you do for me? Mm-hmm. You you it, right. you know because I I don't have it when, when I have credit I don't have to use you blood you know I, you, this is a relationship right and right. so in that you need to be doing some relation shit yeah <laughs> uh, so you need to be doing things for me to still be you know have this relationship with you mm-hmm. um what i what i would tell people is this so the first thing that i i talk to either students about or first time um credit card holders is just pay your cell phone bill on your credit card the mm-hmm. reason why is because your cell phone bill is your lifeline okay you already pay that in cash on time you already subconsciously have a great process to making sure that you don't get the do 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 Mm-hmm. Nobody wants that. Okay, right. so in your <laughs> mind, you could never have that happen. So nobody can flex on you. So if you could just set up that, that will establish a payment history. Mm-hmm. Then I try to talk to people about if you could right now pay something and then pay it off with two checks instead of one check. Would you do that for free? And every time somebody's going to say, yes, that's all a credit card mostly is. You get 28 days to pay these people back their money for free. Don't go frivolous to pay things that you don't have the money for. You you got a credit card, so now you go buy three TVs. Well, you didn't need three TVs. Mm-hmm. But in a sense of it, if at the time you need to take care of a tire or two, you now have two checks to be able to pay Visa their money back instead of being scrounged and having to press against, well, do I go grocery shopping or whatever because you're trying to live off your cash. So you need those relationships out there. And as long as you yourself um, do not get into a point of feeling that you're going to go bad, you can be budgeted. You can do this. Like, everybody is fine. Like, you do this all the time. Us as black and brown people and urban people, we are accountants. You know, every dollar in and out your pocket, in and out your bank account. Or you should. Mm -hmm. You know, you know what's going on. Now, what usually Mm -hmm. happens is we get, um, we jump off the edge. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You see them phones, you like, we energy that 12. (laughs) Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right, because you know what you can leverage. Mm -hmm. You know what you can do. And all I'm saying is, is that 
on that one side of knowing every dollar coming in and out your pocket, if you can slow it down and actually understand that you're going to be here, life is life. Mm -hmm. You're going to be here next year, two years from now. You expect to see your kids graduate. So if you can plan for that, if you can start having your money kind of just uphold and grow from that, mm -hmm. if you can build your credit to understand that time is going to grow and give you equity in that, mm -hmm. you'll be fine. But you have to start somewhere. Right. Now, um, off that subject, uh, what what are some things uh, or some, some mistakes or some things you've learned along the way as far as owning your own business, as far as real estate? Um, have you have you uh, some mistakes you've made and things you've learned to avoid? Uh, yeah. Um, G. Ronnie, I'll let you uh, chime in on this one because. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Go he clicked ahead. on like he was about to say something. Go ahead, G. Ronnie. <laughs> are you uh, running down the steps? What, what, what kind of. Um, Things I've learned, I've learned a lot of things. Um, I think some of the most important things is how to take a loss. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? I think taking a loss is the greatest learning lesson because it makes you realize how you got to point. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if you don't take losses with your own money, it's really like you really don't understand the severity of your decisions. Right. You know what I mean? When you lose your own own money, it, it, that's the greatest lesson right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, cause on what you not a, to do uh, again. Not to do again is the greatest <laughs> lesson. Like, man, <laughs> I, I not did this. Mm -hmm. I not hired dude. I gave him this money up front. Like yep. my greatest lesson always has been contracting. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You said contracting. So, contracting, man. They sometimes could be the gift, the gift that keep on giving because you're dealing with people and, like, sometimes, like, whoever, like, whatever company or whoever's in charge of their company, that he's a boss just like you a boss. Mm -hmm. Right. You see what I'm saying? He really don't work for you, but you trying to hire him. Right. You see what I'm saying? And even if you hire him and fire him, depending on – who who got the leverage at that point? It, it's really who's in control. You know what I mean? And and as a as a uh, uh, investor and as a homeowner, you want to make sure you always have the power in relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And you want to know what's going on. Like you a know, lot of times, yes. as far as those contractors, like their expertise in what they are. You know, we're we're investing. You know, I'm. I'm an owner of my business, just like you're saying, I'm a boss of my business, but I may not know the foundation. You know, I'm coming in and asking you to come in and give me your expertise. And depending on where you're at and, and how green you are in a the situation, they'll throw different questions at you basically to see what's going on in your mind. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, people can yeah. and people can run it on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people can run it on you. And anytime I always in this business, anything that you invest in, you want to learn and get tools and knowledge of that business. You know what I mean? So, like, now, like, for instance, like, I had a plumber. You know, I gave him half up front. You had a, so you go back I mean? go back a little bit. You broke up, uh, G-Ron, yeah. a little bit. Go ahead. What okay. I, get, I had a plumbing contractor. I gave him half up front. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The other half was due when the job was finished. Mm-hmm. I gave him a half a phone was the worst decision I could have ever did, man. You never do that. What I've mm. learned that I have to do is I've been there because because 
what you have to do is this. You get a contractor, unless you he has built up a reputation and a history with you, you have to do it like this. You have to say, okay, how much for the job? How much for the supplies part of the job? Mm-hmm. Okay? So I'm going to buy the supplies, and then I'm going to pay you the difference. And that's how much you want for the total job. And I'm going to go with you to get the supplies, and I'm going to keep them <laughs> at the project site. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, so, yes. so, that way, so that way, if any miscommunication or he don't want to work or you don't want him to work no more, you have the product. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You look, I always. And he's not buying other job materials yeah, off your job. That, that's what they would do, though. Mm-hmm. They would definitely buy other job materials or they would steal material for another <laughs> job and sell it to you and charge you extra. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and you and you hear this you hear uh over here laughing, so clearly uh it's it's it's, it's happening. So again, take notes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta take I, your lumps. Yeah, you definitely and and, and, and what they also saying is is don't be afraid to fail, you know, because that's really the best way you're going to learn. It's always about trial and error in anything mm-hmm. that you do. Like I For said, sure. y'all know I'm in IT. Everything is about trial and error. You got to figure it out first and then implement from there. So always about yeah. trial and error. People mm-hmm. don't know G. Rodney. Yeah. I ain't mean to cut you off. Yeah, but. no, you good. So I, at that point, so I bought a material for one, and then I pay by percentage of completion. I'm only paying by percentage of completion. Mm-hmm. If you 25% done, I'm going to give you 25% of the agreed amount. Mm-hmm. So if you choose not to come back, I could pick up from where I started off with. Well, and it's not going to cost me more money. Right. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not going to cost me a bigger headache that I not pay him $3,000 and gave him half down. And then this new contractor want, want the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he complained and talking about he got to do this, that, and this. Mm-hmm. And he got to go behind this person. So right. that's the biggest learning lesson, man. You uh-huh. know, I've had contractors run off and not have my money right. or have a percentage of it, you know, or had a supplies that I already paid for. Mm-hmm. He got my stuff. So and, that, and, that, and you keep the same rule of thumb for even established relationships, right? You, you just Well, I, I still don't let Anything can happen, man. When mm-hmm. you're dealing with contractors, you're dealing with people, basically, if they have an accident or a family crisis or break a yeah. leg or something like that, you mm-hmm. sit on your money. You know, your best bet is always in real estate to go with a smaller uh, uh, company because they can give you a better price. The right. bigger company has more overhead, overhead. that it has to pay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's that's the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get into that game where you could play on that level, then yeah, of course you play on that level. Mm-hmm. But why you build and that's not a level you really want to pay because they tell they're gonna charge you retail price. Okay. Okay. You know, and you trying to get wholesale price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything to expand on that, HP? Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, he, he's telling you. Um, exactly the the base of where you're going to get got at is basically that relationship that you have in a contractor Mm -hmm. because once again you guys are on two different sides for the most part um unless you are a contractor and then they're doing it themselves Mm -hmm. you know so usually if i'm coming in as an investor they're going to treat me green until i i can give them back well i'm sorry i can back them up to a point to where they understand okay he know his shit 
mm-hmm. you know, point blank period. And uh, I'm either coming with a contract or whatever to basically set this apart of we have guidelines that I need to follow. You have guidelines that you're going to follow. And to get to the end goal, you know, basically, if you want your money, you need to do exactly, you know, what you what you said you were coming here to do in this contract. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And and one thing I want to add to that, like uh, when they say when the contractor says he's done, he's not done until he get an inspection. If it's for an item like plumbing, electrical, sure. you know, what I mean, uh, it has to pass that city inspection before I pay. And I put that in the contract, too, because. It's no, you're no good to me if I pay you a full, you you gone. The city come inspect it and say, no, nah, I need this, that, and this. This ain't right. This ain't up the code. Then I got to try to beg you to come back out. Mm-hmm. See, if, you, if, if, if I had your money, your last payment, you're more inclined to make sure the job is done correctly. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Right. And, and just smallly for first time home buyers that are getting into uh, trying to be an investment part of it. You, you can't rig, you know, like that's one thing that I understood as well. You know, you, you can't have somebody who going who going to just Jimmy rig stuff up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A.K.A. nigger rig or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it's that, that's not don't try to avoid somebody coming in to do an inspection. You know, yes. y- you wanted two inspection. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I know a lot of times, you know, in our in our, you know, realm and, and, and village, we always just trying to make sure that shit worked. And that's not what you want to do when you're an investor. You want to make sure that it's up to code so then that you could just easily, you know, have it sold or you can have somebody in there with no problems at all. Right. And yeah, um, yeah I want to kind of segue on to the next portion of our conversation. Um, HP, with you being in banking, um, I, 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 would, I just want to know, like, what are some of the most common reasons? Because <laughs> it's, it's historically it's always been, uh, you know, uh, black business owners. It's, it's hard for us to get a business loan. So yeah. I want to know from your standpoint, what, what are some of the most common reasons you see people get denied business loans, especially people of color? Um, we, we don't know. We don't know shit. And be yeah, I was about to, well, never mind. I don't gotta well, tell you, be honest. Keep going. Yeah, there it is. Be honest. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you know, um, we 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 don't know too much. Um, so usually we're on the sweat side, you know. So it'd be that if I'm a barber, if I'm a contractor, you know, whatever it is, a, a mechanic, mm-hmm. I know how to I know how to work. Mm-hmm. So I know how to make the money. OK, mm-hmm. um, but as far as the bank is concerned, you need a resume on who you've been dealing with. So that I feel comfortable enough to then give you money. That's all this is. You know, it's it's a commonality of relationship. And so here you come. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, you, you come to me. You, you've been doing barbering since you've been 12 years old. Um, yes, we do have an account that you have established with us, has been established with us for years. We see you make money. OK, no problem at all. Um, but when we go as far as to a credit an application, you don't have anything there. Okay. Or you have negative stances there, you know, personally. And so that's usually the start of when things go bad for business customers is that they're just not established or know what they need to do to be established, to start coming into a bank to say, Hey, I need assistance or I just need emergency funds or line of credit sitting there for if COVID was to happen or whatever is to happen in your life, Mm -hmm. I still can be able to manage what I manage. 
Um, and, and that's that's more or less what I what I see as far as what we have in in just the urban community is that personally we're not set up. And usually you need personal credit to start some type of business credit um, to be either a grantor um, or just more or less a signer behind whatever loan or credit line credit card that you have. And you can't do that because you have a collection on there or you haven't had anything established. Mm hmm. Yeah, G. Ronnie, would you want to uh, expound on anything uh, that HP just said? Very well said. Yeah, it was very well. Thank you. No, nah, he he's he's definitely dead on point with uh, with that um, with business credit. Um, you can establish business credit without using personal your personal credit, but it's a way longer process. Yeah, Duns you know and Bob I mean? and, and uh, yeah. right, right. It's a long, longer process, but it can be done. Mm-hmm. You know, but the easiest way to is going to jumpstart it. You know, what I mean, save yourself time if you have personal credit. You know, a high personal credit score. You know, do that personal guarantee, and you can start expanding on your business credit right away. And then you can have the credit lines on business credit. Then you can start applying with just your EIN number and being able to do things like that. But he definitely did on point with that. Mm. Yeah. And, and just from uh, y'all personal experience, because um, um, I'm more of a uh, conservative uh, investor. Okay. Like I said, I, you know, I just do my 401k, mutual funds, uh, I own my home, you know, things of that nature. Um, that that process has worked for me great, but uh, it seemed like y'all are a little bit more aggressive. Uh, do y'all which which way would you which you would do you prefer as far as uh, building uh, wealth, or which way would you recommend I should say uh, as far as uh, building wealth? What would, what would be the uh, most practical way you would think uh, aggressive or consistent? whatever your whatever your dollar can stand, whatever your lifestyle mm-hmm. can stand. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think honestly, what you're saying that you did is more aggressive um, than conservative. Because what you're doing actually is taking your dollar, each, you know, paid dollar and putting it off somewhere before you even get it. Mm -hmm. So you're not even giving it to yourself to be able to hustle and do whatever you're saying. You know what? I'm going to aggressively basically change my budget and lifestyle to make sure that. I'm not working until 70 years exactly. old. Oh, oh you know, hold on so one second, though, before we go there, because uh, right. uh, no, I definitely give myself room to wiggle. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, but, but just saying that to me, if you're talking about common American, uh-huh. that's aggressive. Mm-hmm. Right. You I know, was saying he's saying you aggressive. Right. Yeah, yeah I know. I was, yeah, I was just making, you're making aggressive. a joke. <laughs> you're talking about mutual funds, 401k, mm-hmm. you know, you're. Every every two weeks you investing. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Right, right. So everybody else more or less may be doing different things. But what I would tell people is whatever your lifestyle more or less can handle. You know, if you have some money, um, even for like my single mothers, you know, you, if you're getting these lump sums through the taxes every year, um, there may be things that come across. You, uh, uh, your desk or, or come across your village uh, that you'd be able to take advantage of. Just saying like this, somebody buys a car um, and then you're able to take advantage and buy that car because there's equity in it. It's a, you know, a 2011 Lexus, but because they're so gung ho on wanting to buy something new, they sell it to you for 3,700 or whatever. You know, you could sell it for 5,000. You have the ability to sit on it for months so that you can take advantage of that income. Mm-hmm. You should be able to do that. 
for other people who can't do that, who don't have lump sums of cash and to be able to do liquid things like that. Well, you need to be more aggressive through what you do have, which is your job paying you like like Rome is saying. Mm -hmm. I know that every two weeks I'm going to make a lump sum of cash. So I need to make sure that I pay myself first Mm -hmm. before I pay anybody else. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anything? Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think uh, the first and the simplest way to build wealth is to buy a property. Mm -hmm. Even if you're about 18 to 21, buy a property. Get you a condo. You know what I mean? Get you a $50,000 condo. You know, because rent is something you you have to have a place to stay. Anyway. You see what I'm saying? So if, if I really think about it and if I go back, if I would have bought my first crib at 21, it don't even matter the size or matter if it was a condo. I was paying rent anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? I could have paid that for 19 years, had that equity, put somebody else in there, you yeah. know what I mean? And had that equity and almost been done. That's a free asset. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Rent, because you're going to pay to stay anywhere. You know what I mean? So right. if you look at that age from 21, if you rent apartments, no matter what city you in, and you buy something anyways, instead for a fifty thousand dollar condo, that mortgage with insurance and stuff like that might be four or five hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars, right? You know what I mean? Easy. You can't even find find a, a nice apartment for five hundred dollars a month, one bedroom <laughs> or a right. studio in most major cities. So that's one of the easiest, and I think the smartest way to start off with it is to gain free equity of something you already paying, and that's rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you honestly, just to piggyback off that, if you and I'm sorry, if you're talking about just purely being able to build wealth, especially where we at and who we are, mm-hmm. property assets, because that's gonna build equity. You know, we're not at a place, and I don't, I don't know as far as you know anybody of y'all, but we're not at a place of buying, you know, no, no uh, paintings. You know what I'm saying? And oh, art, right. and as yeah. far as that, and, and grabbing that for equity. Yeah, this is what we can do, and everybody needs to live somewhere. So, yeah, uh, I, I have Absolutely. so many people that be talking about, you know, I don't want no bill for 30 years, and all I can see and look at them is like, but you're gonna pay a bill for the rest of your life? Like, right. Right. that makes no sense. Yeah. But that's yeah. where we are. Right. Yeah, I, I no, never. Absolutely. I, I never. You you breaking up a little bit, Rodney? I said I never looked at it as a bit a bill. I learned right. how to look at it as an invest. Investment, like yep. a huge, a huge investment. Like even when I buy a house, I'm like I'm not planning to stay here no thirty years. This right. is an invest. <laughs> right. I'm gonna move in it. I'm yep. gonna trap it out yep. for a year, eighteen yep. months. You know, I'm gonna get it low enough. Get it right. You know, so so look up the comps in the neighborhood. So if if, if the house is rent for not, not that kind of trap, America. Not that kind of trap. <laughs> right, right. Don't be showing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm I'm, down. I'm a, I, when I say trap, I'm a I'm gonna get in here. I'm gonna update the bathroom while I'm living in here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna update a couple windows. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm gonna. Get the house probably repainted in the inside. Mm-hmm. Throw a little couple. It might have black and white appliances. I'm gonna put stainless steel Still in. in. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm a, I'm hey, let me move in, like bro. That, little by little. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm 
because that's 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 your your cube out your bathroom window. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you, you get to, you get to see your investment there physically. You know, people buy you know hundred dollar uh, drawers and stuff like that. But if you have a house and you make those kind of investments, you get a bigger thousands. return on your investments, man. Right. You, you get, get all a bigger return. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you can buy all the drawers you want. Right. You know, so. I would trap it out like that, man. You know, buy a property because you're going to rent anywhere. I've never been to a place and said, I'm going to be here for 30 years. You know, no, nobody knows that, but I'm going to leverage this for mm. the rest of my life. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then think, think you're a game changer. If, if you said to your parents, ah, your parents said to you, you're 18. We got this mm-hmm. property over here. You can have that. You know, you can move in there rent-free. Rent-free. Just look at the start. Oh, my God. That's such a start. That's a game-changer. And, yeah, we're not not just talking, uh, you know, to to, – to, to the listeners, parents as well. If you're a parent, like I said, you have to plan for your kids' future as well, and that's and that's basically what G. Rodney is saying. So, like I said, yeah, don't don't, don't yeah. just look at it from if your for your own perspective, your selfish perspective. And you're trying to play plan for your kids, leave them a life estate, right? You know Start what I mean? there. Leave them a life estate, meaning that they have this property. This property is in your family forever. Nobody could li- sell this property, but everybody can live in it. You can rent yeah. it out. You can yeah. do whatever you need to do, but the family just can't sell it. Right. Ex- expand on uh, li- like life insurance too. I don't mean I got to derail okay. or go off track, but well, we we, well, we brought it up. But just kind of expand on that too. Okay. The importance, of that. Like, like, the importance of life insurance is this: like when I first started in uh, real estate, I went to a seminar uh, when I started for myself called Fortune Builders. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fortune Builders, it was like um, they're a big company. They travel around. And they, you know, put give people information on real estate, the gist of it, how to invest in it, how to wholesale or rehab houses. Right. So that's basically what they do. So they had a question in there, and I'll never forget it. You know, they said uh, the, the, it was about 15 to 20% blacks in there, and then it might have been like 5, 10% Hispanic, and then the rest was like white, and then it had. Some like, uh, you know, Japanese, Asian or, you know, people like right. that. Because I'm in Houston. It's, it's a diverse group of people. Right. Mm-hmm. So he asked a question. He said, how many people have inherited or um, gotten a trust of 100000 or more uh, from a family member when they died? The whole room raised their hand except for the black people and the Hispanics. Mm-hmm. Wow! That let me know, right? That mm. generational wealth is what separates black people, yep. most mm. minorities. That's this generational and, wealth, and lack you know? of knowledge of knowing about it, and right. lack of knowledge of knowing about it. Mm-hmm. So you see, like, I for me, I got an insurance policy. I I got a a term life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Term life is easy. A term plan, you know right? You, right. you ain't really got to do nothing. All you got to do is sign up. They're going to ask you to smoke. You know, as long as you ain't smoking the stuff, they're going to give it to you. Now, yeah. they got me a 5 to 10, 10 to 15, 15 to 20 year term. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the the payment is like, depending on your age, between the 15 and $35. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That you pay monthly. Mm-hmm. But the payout might 
paid us fifty thousand. You mm. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when you buy that term, you saying if anything should happen to me it, between this time period, my family or whoever I w- want to leave it to is gonna receive this lump sum of money, and right. that's how will, a lot of people go up, man. They get two hundred thousand, a hundred thousand. That you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. that's money you didn't save. It's hard to build that, but yeah. it's easy impossible to pass. Sometimes, yeah, it's impossible yes. sometimes. But think about it: if you pay for thirty dollars a month, you can leave your son, your daughter, a hundred G's, two hundred G's for right. paying a measly thirty dollars a month. Right. Yeah. right, you know that's a no brainer. Right. You know, right. and that's gonna give them a start. A huge jump exactly. Mm-hmm. Like struggling. Yep. Right. Yeah, right. Instead and, and, of trying to find a GoFundMe page, a sacrifice. And, you right. Know, right. Do this, and let's. We right. need a collection. Pass around the collection. Play the very such and such. Mm-hmm. You know. And we should. One. And uh, not to cut you yeah. off. I'm sorry to cut you off, G. Browning, but uh, also we should be educating our kids too and letting them know what they should be doing with that money in uh, in yeah. our absence. Because I've seen people get life insurance policies and then just trick it off buying. Ridiculous yes. freak, well, I think stuff. I think one big thing also that we're gonna miss on that, but the life insurance policy is that you can um, you can lend off of it, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. So that yep. that's that's a huge part that we really miss out on as far as leverage is because once you've been building into it and building equity into it, you can then lend off of it, okay? Because mm-hmm. you're only gonna pay yourself back. It's just like if you borrow against your 401k for your first time home buyer or because it's a hardship or whatever, just because you're continuously working, you're gonna pay yourself back accidentally. And so that's another big key reason that you wanna look into life insurance as well. Because if I have a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollar policy, to where I'm able to afford maybe $200 a month. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I can lend from that, buy my home, buy a business, lease a business, do whatever, send my kids, do whatever, and have a little bit more power than having to scrounge okay. and maybe go through um, you know, some other realms that may charge you a little bit higher interest. Mm-hmm. Can you uh, expound on uh, lending off of that? Just so, listen, because I've never heard of that before. That's the first time I've heard of that. So can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so so more or less it's just like once again, just like off your four hundred one k, you know. Oh, okay. So if you you same same kind of process more or less, yeah. I would like to to disperse some money off of this and and then make payments back into it. Okay, okay, yep. But, and that's um and I actually um had a um I start I had um a life insurance plan. I had term life like uh, G. Riding was talking about when I was about twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I later switched it to a whole life insurance plan. Um, uh, later, probably when I was probably like 32, something like that, 33. Um, and, and like he was saying, you can definitely do lending and, uh, it's, 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 it's it definitely got its benefits to it. So, um, everybody should be looking into something like that. Like you said, being able to leave, leave a, uh, you know, essentially a legacy with somebody mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and not having them, like you said, falling behind. Right. Right. Uh, um, anything else y'all want to add before we wrap? Um, you said before we wrap. Yeah, before we wrap. If, if y'all want to expand yeah. on anything, anything else you want to uh, add to the podcast? Well, I would say also with 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 those that do get that you know that property that asset in their lineage. You know, don't mm-hmm. don't hard off to sell it. You know, mm-hmm. th- yeah. that's a lot of times mm-hmm. what we do do is you know it comes into our realm 
or whatever, and then we're so hard pressed to want to jump on that fifty-seven thousand, that you know what I'm saying, yeah. that ninety thousand yeah. or whatever. Um, and, and nine times out of ten, when I usually see it, it's because it's it's a bunch of siblings. Mm-hmm. So now you want to yeah. see that it's a breaking down of money that happens to come from mama's house or whatever. Yeah. And I would just try and tell people try and keep that in there, you know, try and expand on that because assets like that property land that's huge you know that's that's huge for somebody to be able to have just like g riding was saying let's say anybody comes down on their luck in the in the family you now have a property or whatever to be able to lend out you know if you have 10 to 20 people that are knowledgeable that this house is open what's what's 20 dollars a month out of these people to be able to keep the taxes and things to where now y'all have sunday dinner here or whatever but making sure that this house is still in the family you know different things like that will help us kind of get that gap closer Mm -hmm. you know we we all understand the systematic we all understand that there are things out there of course that we can't control but there are a lot of things that we can control you know, and there are a lot of things that we can do for ourselves that unfortunately we either stand in our own ways or we don't try to expand on ourselves to get that knowledge and invest in ourselves. And so I would mm-hmm. challenge everybody to fear. make sure, right, as a fear, I would challenge everybody to make sure day by day you're making sure that you're not in the same position that you were in last year. Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. that's just a big Great. thing. You know, it, it's not to a point that you got to jump off and get a hundred to $200,000 and be rich and all. Honestly, you can give and put up $10 a week so that $520 a year now continues to build. If you just yeah. had a child, you know, just yeah. think of the, the, after 18 years of you already paying for the diapers, the barrettes, the school, the clothes, the the whatever, just off your everyday hustle. But by you putting up a roll of quarters every week, they have ninety five hundred dollars there that you are able to now help them out in between that 18 to 25 year range yeah. that nobody else can do. Now you look like the Huxtables, you know, as far as what you're able to expand on and help them to do just because you're planning. It's not that you won the lottery. It's honestly that you just started planning. So once again, just challenging everybody out there to make sure that step by step, day by day, they're building brick by brick. And then also that they're making sure that where they're at today and tomorrow is better off than when they were last year. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I just want to expand a little bit on what HP was saying about um, people have to ha- have this basic understanding of how home works. Like, if you look at it, back in the 70s, homes were probably thirty to $50,000. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, now these same props are right. 150000 plus. Mm-hmm. So by keeping a house like that in your family, somebody was avoiding that rent amount because all laid over time you see what i'm saying and that's why having a house and it's, it's so stable can no you know once you get that mortgage they can't hit you the next year like well we're gonna go up on a house <laughs> a price of this home you know your mortgage going up because this home now went up in price right you know your equity so over time think about if you buy i've seen it where people bought bought a house for maybe in Houston for like a hundred and fifty thousand back in the seventies. Now the same house is worth one point five million. Yeah. I'm you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
1.5 million. You know, it's been 25 years, but they did what they were going to do anyways and have a place to stay. So now that's a greater investment to, you know, lead to your family. It's very few millionaires from the ground up. Real money is inherited and passed on. Mm-hmm. So really through, through homes, property, and real estate, and through life insurance, and we, that's, we have to use tools you know, that's out there and start researching and finding out about those tools to make things easier on us. Right. Kim, do you got anything to add? Um, yeah, I actually um, wanted to ask y'all, just to, if y'all can real quick talk about um, any anybody who wants to like get into like stocks or anything, but they, again, we, you know, we're talking about fear earlier and kind of that's mostly what people like, they don't really know what's going on with that stuff. They don't know what that looks like. So anything, yeah. any, any ideas behind that, like penny stocks or apps that they can kind of look at anything that y'all well, suggest or I, they have uh, I use TD Ameritrade and I always mm-hmm. tell people like this, like I say, say you 18, 19, you like joining buy some stock at Nike. You know what I mean? Get you a share. Put up $5, you know, every pair of joints you buy until you get enough and you buy you a share this time instead of another pair of Nikes just to wear. You know what I mean? That's something that you take a chance on that are improved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because even through time, stock's going to really go up. If a company has a... It's all about reputation and business. Yep. You know what I mean? If it's a high company and you buy buying products for them, you know what I mean? So why not buy a stock from them and let them give you a dividend, mm-hmm. you know, for buying those same, you know, items for them, you know? So I think, you know, start with little stocks where you normally spend your money on and a company has a reputation and a history, why not have, you know, a couple of shares here and there and, and, you know, build that wealth like that too. You know, stocks, stocks, go up over time you know mm-hmm. i i watch uh i bought apple at one point when there was 68 dollars a share mm-hmm. i just didn't buy enough at the time right right right, right, right. <laughs> yeah just didn't buy enough you know because yeah, it's like it's like 700 or something right now man it's actually like three three twenty something but it's split probably about five Oh, uh, okay. Because yeah, I remember it was up there for a minute, but um, you know, so basically, yeah. you got a two for one special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, man. So you know, things. I, I think one one thing I always, always stress to people is like read. Mm-hmm. The information is in there. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, you 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 think about something you want to research, read. Mm-hmm. You know, they got books on it, and then. We really got the library at our fingertips with these phones and these computers now. Right. I remember you had to go to the library to find right. a book or research stuff. You, you know go. what I mean? So this is a game changer. You have the information at your fingertips. You can Google anything and go take the answer. You can Google books to find who's the expert expert in the topic Absolutely. and learn to read their book. Yep. You right, know, right. And get the information like that. So it, you, you have to put in the work, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have to put in the work. yeah, and uh, and you you were mentioning buying stocks in, uh, in Nike. How do you feel about like uh, money market accounts? Uh, uh, um, basically, funds that outperform the S and P five hundred uh, versus like savings accounts. Yeah, I mean, if you have the liquid uh, income to be able to put it in a money market, then do it. That, that's the whole point. If you have liquid income, then you need to be taking advantage of each and everything. That's that's what I deal with all day long. Is is somebody coming in? 
who has, uh, you know, let's say two hundred plus thousand dollars, and they looking at me like, "What you gonna do?" Mm-hmm. You know, that that that's the whole game of it. You know, what do you want so that my dollars impact your P and Ls for your bank? And they know that. So if you have money, then you should be testing different markets to see exactly what's the best, you know, outcome as far as your your money itself. Um, you know, CDs are a little bit older. Um, mm-hmm. Money market, of course, is going to give you a little bit more. Um, liquid of your funds to where you can use them if you need to make a large uh, purchase without having to take a, a penalty for it, you know, more or less depending on the funds that you have in there. So if you have that pretty much $10,000 or plus to be able to take advantage of the money market interest rate, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's all. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Uh, G. Rodney, got anything to add? I think he paused. All can't, right. Can't, can't, hey, it, about you? But in regards to, I know he was. Uh, oh, okay. go ahead. I, I, my bad. I let um, you finish HP. No, no. I, I know he was talking about, um, you know, as far as like the investing in, in the savings accounts. Uh, also, you just want to make sure that at each and every step of the way, you make sure that your budget is working. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, um, no matter if you're a small business owner, a personal, uh, just, a, just a, a person that wants to build up wealth themselves, make sure that you you have a budget. You know, um, it, it, the corner store guy who's selling nachos, you need to be, you know, making sure that every nacho plate is the same nacho plate. You know, 17 chips, mm-hmm. three dips of salt. That that way you can be able to build that wealth and build that product up a little bit more mm-hmm. um, than what you're doing. So budget is key and saving is key as far as what you're doing. And then also, if you are working a nine to five. Uh, look into investing and buying stock into that job that's there. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of those companies that you are working for, they'll let you buy stock at a lesser rate because you're already working there. And right. sometimes it'll be able to be taken out of your check instead of you being able just to slap down $400 immediately. So mm-hmm. if you're working at Walmart, if you're working at Amazon, whatever have you, you have the ability to be able to, you know, basically take advantage of some of those stocks and shareholder prices that other people can't. So look into that as well. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. All right. Can you got anything to add? No, sir, man. Okay. I, I'm done here. I got, I got my notes together. Thank yes, you. Sir. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> and, and, and I just want to say one last thing. It's just like uh, to Drew, Drew Rodney's uh, f- former mentor. You know, it's not always about college or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like I think you said he didn't even have his GD at one point, but he still managed to no, do his thing. Yeah. So it's just it's yeah. not always about all of that. It's always it's, it's just about trying to figure things out, too, at the same time. Not saying yeah. education is important because y'all clearly know I'm all about that as well. But. It's not education always about in that, all you know senses, right? Exactly. Have right. have a have a, yeah. have a sense of understanding. That's mm-hmm. what it's about. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. You gotta have, uh, but that's why the reading and the studying, whatever you're interested in, makes a big difference. Right. So right, and just start. I mean, you know, informal. Just, just let. To, to, uh, no, to your point. Uh, Informal education is just as, as important as formal education. So re- regardless of what it is, you right. should be educating yourself. It's basically what they're, the gist of what they were saying. But go ahead, but, people. But like saying? I was saying, was just, just and for a lot of business people who want to start off, just, just start. You know, a lot of times people get in their own way. Mm-hmm. They become their own obstacle. Jirani, um, pause and, your audio. Your background is extremely loud. Okay, okay. Yeah. Go ahead, P. 
Yeah, yeah, I was just saying, just you know, just start as far as the business customer, um, because I have a lot of people who come in and they're like, oh, I want to buy this building first or I want to do so much before I start doing the business. Mm -hmm. And I, I try to tell them, like, that's like somebody telling me before I start driving, I want to save up to buy a Lamborghini. Well, once you get the Lamborghini, you start putting the key in the car seat hole because you don't know how to drive. You know, <laughs> right, so you right. get in your, you know what I'm saying? You get in your own way. Just start. If you're selling dinners mm -hmm. or whatever that may be, mm -hmm. you need to have a recipe in place to know I at least spend $10 on wings. Mm -hmm. I spend this on this. I use this much salt mm -hmm. so that when it does bubble up to being a business business and you are looking for lending and everything, you have the right things to be able to step on instead of just still going out and not knowing nothing. Right. So you got to take your lump. So just start people. That's all I can say. It's very easy to start a business. Mm -hmm. Like my man G Rodney was saying, Kendall was saying, Rod, uh, Rome was saying, just start reading, getting a little bit more, uh, you know, research elevated on what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And then you'll be able to step off and do anything you want to do, but get out your own way. Right. Basically don't be afraid to fail. Because Don't a lot be afraid of, to fail. Right, because a lot of us, is, like I said, we 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 afraid to take that first step because we are, all we can see is failure. And uh, and I failed many times to get where I'm at now. I'm pretty sure some of y'all can attest to that as well. Uh, yeah, it's not always damn gonna, right. Yeah, your and our pride gets in the way. Exactly. Move it out the way. Exactly. Move so it out the way. Yeah, right. Yeah, move your pride out the way because you're going because you're going to fail, and that's the only way to fail. Uh, uh, fail is, uh, I mean, the only way to succeed is to learn from your failures. You have to fail yes. forward though. Don't fail and then stop. You you you're going to continue. Continually fail until you get until you strike gold. Um, Nothing Rodney, you were beats about a failure something? but a try. Is exactly. what they always used to tell me. What were you about to say, G. Rodney? Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. You know, you gotta you gotta invest in yourself. I think you know every time we go to the, one of these companies, we make an invest investment in them. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean? But you got to step back and make an investment on yourself. You know, because no, nothing is promising like. You know what I mean? That same company you put all this time in, they can let you, lay you off tomorrow. Then what? So you got to always have a backup plan. And I think the best backup plan is investing in yourself, investing in the things that you like to do. 100% you know, sure. And becoming yourself familiarized with that because there's always little small businesses you could do even if you have a job. Mm -hmm. so, right. You know, an hour in a day, you know, investing in yourself. In yourself. Yeah. Yep. That's very key. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I, I think that'll put the button on it. And uh, listeners, if y'all liked today's conversation, uh, don't be afraid to like, subscribe, and rate our podcast, and also leave a comment. We're available everywhere now. We syndicated everywhere, so um, we'll talk to y'all next time. Peace. Peace. Adios. This podcast is brought to you by Jerome Williams, produced by Jerome Williams and Michael Silent Brascom. Links and references to the show will be posted in the description.